Welcome to this edition of The Journey. I'm here with my usual cohorts. Brian is not on camera today, but he is here. To all those fans just wanting to hear that. <laughs> today we are going to discuss the different types of hauntings. Now everybody knows houses are haunted, even sometimes people are haunted, but not everybody may know that there's different types of hauntings, specifically to places, to people, and even to objects. So we're going to discuss mm. that today. Mm. Sounds like an interesting talk, right? It's interesting. Yeah. Did you just get brighter in here? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are in a haunted place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They saw that already. I suppose. <laughs> yes. So, Which so. Which start off by saying what just happened Right, before. exactly. Really? So because <laughs> of, uh, of this conversation that we're having, the first thing that we were talking about, right before we even turned the cameras on, were poltergeists. And I leaned over to Joe, and the bench we were on <laughs> snapped in half. <laughs> it may be because we're fat, and he eats too much tortellini, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that bench has held many people. Sure. Many people. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it held these two specific people for how many weeks already? Exactly. You know, like. It gave out and said enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the discussion. Um, so why'd you look at me? Because I had a story to tell, right? Oh, do you? I do. Oh. I did tell. I told you. Oh, that's you. right. Yeah. For yes, that. I went on vacation recently, Pennsylvania. I can't say the town. But <laughs> we, we stayed in a house, us, some friends, and my wife's parents, and we went in, and not thinking anything of it, I'm like, on vacation, no, there's nothing paranormal about this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're playing a game, the friends game. Now, there's a dice that has three different colors on the six different sides. We're rolling blue, 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 constantly. Mm. So finally, all right, blue, pick another blue card. Everyone looks down, the dice is red. We all sort of stop on blue. Pick the card, and then another few seconds goes by. We look down, and the dice is red. Really? Nobody could explain this. It's not where someone could have reached it. It was in the middle of a huge table. So we're like, whoa, that's weird. All right, well, I guess we should take a red card. <laughs> and we just we <laughs> let that be. You know, that it's was the of, first yeah, thing that happened. Okay. On it. Okay, maybe, maybe something happened. Maybe it rolled and no one caught it. We just assumed it was blue. We all knew something changed. There was something weird. <laughs> Comes later on in the night. We are about to go to bed, and this Stretch Armstrong Captain America toy <laughs> appears out of nowhere in our friend's bedroom on the floor. Now, they were at the house before the rest of us. They knew there was no toy anywhere there, and all yeah. this stuff was packed away. No kids here. Yeah. No kids, right. no nothing. Toy, middle this of the floor. This is in, like, a house? A rental house. Yeah, okay. So, our friend takes the toy, and he's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not getting... Played with tonight. <laughs> Goes right out the back door. 50 feet into the frozen lake. Bye-bye. We could see where it landed in the snow. So, okay. It's out of the house. He comes back in. A few minutes later, we all go to our respective rooms. He comes, hey, have you seen my phone? No. He's like, I had my phone on top of my jewel charge pack and my jewels all stacked together. I was carrying around the house all night with me. Where is it? I don't know. So we all start looking for this. About an hour. We're all looking, looking. We end up in their bedroom. Everyone's searching, searching, searching. Finally, there it is, right on the bed, right in front of us all. It wasn't wow. there. 
Mm. It was as if something took it away mm -hmm. and then put it back and said, okay, right. I play with your enough. Here you go. Right. You, you threw my toy away. Yeah. I just did <laughs> it. Yes. You yeah. got rid of the toy. Well, you threw that toy away. Oh, is that it? No. Oh, not at all. Nope. Of course, I could not go to bed now. <laughs> this is uh, my home. My horns are up now. I go, we, we keep the door open like that much to get a little heat in the room. Now, there's a shadow from the nightlight on the wall. And I know it looked like it was a lampshade for sure. It wasn't moving, but it looked like the outline of a ghost with two eyes. <laughs> Actually, and, it looks like Mike Wachowski. The one eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you, you can see that little uh, Cyclops eye in the middle if you're looking at it that way. But it looked like two eyes to me, staring at me right on the wall where I'm, where I'm oh trying to sleep. So I'm trying to sleep on my side now. Later on in the night, I'm looking at the door. I'm trying to sleep. The door just goes on its own. None of the windows open. It's 19 degrees outside. There's no air in this house. Wow. Not nothing moving. That moved. I freak out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting up to move that door. I'm leaving it alone. Let it be. Okay. How did you not turn a camera on? What? <laughs> didn't have them. Well, I had my phone and I didn't think to be filming the door all that long. But <laughs> still bed, not like. the only thing. The next thing that happens about a half an hour after that, now it's about 4.30 in the morning, we have this big glass jar, uh, jug of Tito's. And I hear... <laughs> like someone pushed it across the counter. Yeah. That's the sound I heard. And I was like, that's it. Jumped up, opened the door, <laughs> turned on all the lights. And I go and I look at the counter. I don't remember where the bottle was. I saw it on the counter, in the middle of the counter. And I push it. I'm like, that's the sound I heard. Mm. That's it. Okay. All the lights off. I'm like, all right, I, I can't play into this. I go and I lay in the bed. I put the door like this again because it got cold again. Another half an hour goes by. Door goes again. <laughs> oh, my not. gosh. I was beyond, beyond freaked out. I get up the next morning, tell everybody. Everyone's convinced the house is haunted. That's it. That, of course, the next night, nothing happened. Nothing. And I'm like... <laughs> Door stayed, <laughs> door stayed open. Door stayed open. But I slept because I didn't sleep the night before. I was knocked out by the second night. Mm -hmm. So, but nothing yeah. threw us into any disarray the second wow. night. Wow. You know. And, then, and that's the picture you posted of the lampshade yes. on the wall. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Go check that out. Now, I did want to go get that toy. And it was 50 feet out into a frozen lake, and I found that it wasn't frozen enough because my foot <laughs> went through the lake. Oh, I went about 20 feet out to where it was. And I took one more step, and my entire left leg went under. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, ah! okay, that's it. No, 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 no more. <laughs> so I retreated. Yeah, I saw it. Smartly. It was yeah. another 20 feet away from me, but I was like, it's not worth me getting. Yeah. You know, Do you think that maybe these ghost spirits follow you now, that you do paranormal investigations? People said that to me. I mean, because if you think about it, like even with us, with the store, it's even more so. Like every mm -hmm. store we're in or... Like here now, or, or homes we're in, they're always occupied. Yeah, mm. it's always active. So, yeah. But you're attuned to it. Yeah, so, so you are know. you. Now I am. Right. Yes. right. I Which mean, is why I, I think they're going to step up mm -hmm. and be like, oh, wait. Right. So you think they know that I'm doing this. Right. Oh, and absolutely. they're just like, hi. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Hi. hi. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. It's like, oh, someone knows we're here. Yeah. Someone knows we're here. It's like, hi. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, so that's a haunting. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
let's talk about some of the different types of hauntings. What are you guys familiar with? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they are familiar uh, with house hauntings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We do. I mean, we do besides house cleansings, but uh, aside from our own homes yeah. or apartments that, that we've lived in. Yeah, that's been occupation. <laughs> I mean, I've had, uh, we've seen spiders come down from the ceiling when there aren't any spiders. We've seen mm. people walk in and out, um, moving things very big. That spiritual, you know, those, those types of hauntings. Definitely have had that, you know, people up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. Oh, jiggling the, the doorknob. Jiggling the doorknob, mm. yeah. Those are, those are like residual, right? I want to say some of them are re definitely residual, and then others are just, hey, we're here. We're going to come hang with you. I've actually so. witnessed a, an entire jar of brown rice, like literally thrown off of a counter. Wow. <laughs> you were at my house? <laughs> <laughs> that was dread. <laughs> <laughs> but... Specifically, different types of hauntings. I mean, there's poltergeist hauntings, there's demonic hauntings, there's residual hauntings, there's familial hauntings, you know, people that you're related to, mm -hmm. passed away in the house, or, or just family members in general. You've got intelligent and, and activity, interactive activity. Yep. You have shadow activity, where it's, it's physically every, everything that you see, the shadows themselves move. Mm -hmm. That could be considered, mm -hmm. you know, the whole line of shadow people. If that lamp had moved, I'd have been out of there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who put the night light there because it was pitch black. And, the and you do this, why? Because you asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, the lamp moves. You gotta be on top of it and figure it out. No, it was on top of me. No. <laughs> First you run, then you figure out what it is. That's what you want to get on camera with me, isn't it not? <laughs> All right. Another interesting haunting is portal haunting. Mm -hmm. Portal haunting. We've had experience we've, with that. We've experienced it in multiple locations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Things coming through a portal, whether it be a mirror or just a different type of place. I mean, it doesn't have to be a mirror every time. No, doesn't we've, have had to be an, a we've had an actual portal. Mm -hmm. We've dealt with that. Um, well, we had one at the farm colony. Yeah, exactly. There's that actual portal where they just, mm. it's like a roadway. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you. We Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we dealt with the portal at the mansion too, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't touch. <laughs> right. Right. I went to yeah. go touch. I was trying to figure out if the mirror that I was staring at was the portal that everybody was telling me about. And... I go reach out and across the Xbox, the S, the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> wow! That's it. Now we're into video games. Yeah. Across the S box, you just hear, "Don't touch." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and no, I. No, but was, you asked it if you wanted it to be closed, and it said uh, yes, didn't it? Yeah. You asked it if you I wanted. I asked if it wanted the portal closed, and what was obviously the 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 dominant male voice within within. The, the house said that they wanted it closed. What's more interesting is the fact that the uh, caretakers said that they don't want the portal closed. Well, because there goes business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hard to sell a haunted house that isn't haunted. Right? 
I, it, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that most of them would leave. I think it's more. Well, they we would stuck. stop. They'd be stuck. But like if you close the portal and they would things entities in the house, those entities would then be stuck in that house and not be able to go well, between worlds anymore. Well, it, Technically, the, the the entities in the house are related to the house, so it has nothing to do with the well, portal. So, some of them are not related to the house. Yeah, if if you remember, like. You've got what was his, was his oh, name? Uh, Harry Man. Harry Man, or... Harry Man was not is not associated with the house. Yeah, it's with the grounds. He, he, it's associated with the grounds, yeah. and he seems to have come from the portal. Yeah. And every time that the the dominant spirit ejects him, he right. finds his way back in. Uh huh. Did we ever figure out who the dominant spirit was? It's all guesswork. It's all guess. Yeah, yeah. it's all guess. It, it's implied that it's Balthazar because right. it's his house. Right, of course. Well, but it wasn't his house. It wasn't his house. house. It was his son. It was Edward's house. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Is that where the Charles's house was? That was, I believe that was Edward's yeah, house. Yeah, we're not even 100% sure. I know, nobody's no. 100% sure about it. Uh, <laughs> right, I mean, it's one of those folklore. Most likely it was Edward. Charles's house is the one that burned down, but when Charles had died, right? Charles died or Edward died? Edward was. Edward, Edward was, so it was Charles's house. Edward's was the other house because after Edward died, um, Androvet moved in. Peter Androvet, which that section of town was known as Androvetville. Mm -hmm. The Androvets mm -hmm. were a big family at that point, and then the Kreischers came in with all their money and started building with the factory and the houses. Then, and then it became Kreischerville, right. yeah. and then it went back to being no. Then it then it became Charleston. Charleston. Yeah, because actually it was something else, and then Charleston. Right, and it, 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 but, but it, it changed away from Kreischerville because of the connotation of the the, yeah, the, the German, German last name yeah. and during World War during One. During World War One, yeah. exactly. So, but <laughs> back to the hauntings, though, like poltergeist hauntings and stuff like that. What, what, like famous hauntings that we've all heard of is, of course, the Amityville Horror. That's the right. first one that came to mind. Mm -hmm. And you know, what is that a demonic haunting? I mean, that's. I, was there an actual haunting going that, on before he murdered his family, or you know, this, yeah, the story I, says there was. Yeah, the story says there was. I would be more inclined to think. I mean, I don't know. That to me, I think is is that's more manipulative. So it'd be earthbound haunting, something that says it could have been demonic, considering mm -hmm. the the horrors, the horrors that came along with it. Shotgun his whole family. But you know. But, you don't. But I did some reading on it after we mentioned it the first time. They said the entire house as an entity, as uh, on its own, that that there was like something demonic about the house itself, and yeah. that the fact that the the old windows looked like eyes, eyes staring, yeah. and they had to change the windows because it freaked everybody out in town. And well, also, people also, were stopping there, so well, they yeah. changed the way the house looked, so people that, wouldn't stop. They changed the address of the location yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't move the house, but they changed the number. Think about the entire house could have been a portal. Yeah. Which is why that energy could have been like that. Could still be. It's crazy. Yeah. But then how did it just affect one person to commit such a... I mean, family lives there today. Nobody's been killed in there since. No. no but I mean, like, if whole... Like, if it's in the house, <sighs> but it affects only one person. So there, weren't there stories prior? Not the family that's there. Wasn't there a story prior to that? So that if... I could have sworn I heard that there was one other years there's, way back. There's only been the, only the that five one. murders. Then to me, when I look at that, I'm thinking he, he had the attachment. Yeah. 
Well, he was, he a, he was a drug the, addict, right. kind of drifter, that, but, you know, at that at point, home. it may, it may, it may yeah. be a demonic residual. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Considering his lifestyle and whatever mm -hmm. he went through, that's mm -hmm. definitely, I would yeah. go more demonic I mean, He's that. in jail and he claims he's innocent and everything else. He actually even blamed his sister on a couple of the murders and that the house was making him do it. Now, I've seen photographs of the house where you actually see the couple of the younger kids in the photographs after they've been murdered. And that was pretty eerie to look at. Yeah. That was pretty eerie. Because I've done investigations and stuff like that years ago. They don't do that anymore there, I believe. Do, do you know what poltergeist means? Uh, I, I probably did at one point. So, it? so it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually a German term. Yeah. And it, and it means noisy ghost. Yeah. Nice. So true. Oh, I think I've heard I that mean, before. That's definitely the sense that I got right. from that. It's like they, they're there to throw shit. Yeah. Throw <laughs> stuff around the room and, and <laughs> cause havoc, basically, yeah. you know? That's what they do. You want to know how you fix that? Just say shiitake. <laughs> Mushroom? <Okay. laughs> have that one ready to go. Oh. I have a seven-year-old. I have to figure out how to change words. <laughs> Being that it was such a gruesome murder, you know, is it just one man going nuts? Is it the house? Is it, you know, demonic? You know, I guess we'll never know. I mean, a lot of people made a lot of money off that, that those five murders. You know, what did they do? Five movies off of it? There's got to be at least eight books. And who profited off that? You're trying to say they made money off the murders? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They made five movies off of it. The family, though. No. No. A no. Hollywood oh, studio. Okay. <laughs> the family was murdered. Died. No, no, no. One guy living, he's in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, but there was a family that moved in after Afterwards. That. Yeah. And they brought the. Uh, they experienced the yeah, haunting. Lorraine and. So, <laughs> so there were two families that were haunted. There was the one. No. There was the one. There was the original family who the owned the fam house. Yeah. Then there was a family that moved in. That whatever it was that was in the house was affecting the husband. Right. But mm. the family prior to that, what happened to that family? They're dead. Except for the the, the son the who's husband. in jail for the rest of his life. So the second family oh, moves the in. Husband. Huh? Who's no. the husband? No, husband's dead. It was his son. It was the son? Son did it, yeah. Okay. Confused. Yeah. I am wait, so yeah. lost right now. I am okay, too. Okay, a family lived in a house. Right. The son murdered everybody in the house with a shotgun. Okay, right. He goes to jail for the rest of his life. Everybody's they take the bodies out. The house gets sold. New people move in. They call Ed and, uh, Ed and, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. No, no. She's talking about the family before the murdered family. Never heard of anything about it, anybody. They, these people might have owned the house since it was built. I don't know. Because that's what I feel like I felt. Feel like I felt? I don't even know. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. I read. Thank you. I, I thought I read, and you're going to have to research this, or Brian, you research Brian. this, <laughs> that there was something that happened with the family prior to the family that went in there with the murders. <laughs> Yeah, that I've is what heard I heard. Anything about a family before them. So, and it may not have been a murder, but that they were haunted. They were haunted, and they well, left. The the whole thing that I I looked into, 
um, chastises the whole storyline because there was never anything before the murders and there has not right. been much documentation after it. And it's all being pinned on the guy just killing his family. You know, now I've seen pictures. Can't, you know, can't authenticate them because I wasn't there to take them. But you see the, you know, the kids in the pictures and there's not many pictures. There's only like three or four pictures. Uh, and the rest is just stories. And then books were written, mm -hmm. movies were made. And there's no, people who live there want to be left alone because there is no haunting in their home. So where do you go with it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That reminds me of like uh, haunted movie sets or haunted. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, when in plays or on Broadway, they have oh, sure. the, yeah. the ghost light. Phantom of the opera. <laughs> and they keep the ghost. And they still do that. Yeah, oh, they, they still, still do. do. I mean, it's shut down right now. But right. sure. they have like the ghost light to keep the ghosts away. The spirits away from the, uh, the, from the production. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody see Three Men and a Baby? Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the, yeah. the footage. Yeah. yeah, and they pan across and there's a little boy. Yeah. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. Even buildings have ghost lights. Certain certain buildings. I mean, there's always lights that just, they don't turn off. Mm -hmm. There's no on switch. There's no off switch. It's, and a lot of times when the power goes out to the building, that is still on. It's It's an emergency reserve. Other famous hauntings, anybody? The Conjuring, of course, comes to mind as well. You that, guys know much that about that? Is that a true story? It's from the same people that oh, gave it? the infamy to the Amityville horror. Because when things go wrong, back in the 70s and 80s, these two people were the only ones who were really leading the charge as to, we believe you, we'll come check it out. If we can authenticate it, we will try to remove it. And it was Ed... And uh, Lorraine Warren, they uh, and these all these movies are based on them. The Conjuring, uh, what's the doll? Uh, what's her name? The doll. Oh, I know what you're talking. Uh, Annabelle. Annabelle, Annabelle yeah. was all based. They because they have a museum in their house where they kept all these haunted pieces. Annabelle was, it's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Annabelle. That's in, something in that's life. super interesting to me is the uh, the concept of like haunted objects. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I can understand how a person or a location becomes haunted. But how does something like a doll become imbued with that if, negative well, energy? Specifically, I, I, I mean, just my opinion on it is that a child gets close to it, a child passes away, hmm? child's spirit sticks around it, yeah. you know? So so it, it could even be, I mean, it, if or, it, it also depends on, on how it's haunted. Is it is it... Is it just a playful haunting? Is it, is it a residual, or is it, or is it a demonic haunting? I had a friend who, uh, the, in his attic, the he doll. moved into an apartment, and the doll. one day after living there for a couple of months, thought the, the attic was always locked. One day it was open, and he didn't know he could go up there. Never asked the landlord. Landlord never even showed it to him. One day he goes up there, and it's just like whole big area, the entire size of the house, that is like party room. And on the floor is this whole big mat from, and we researched it from the 1920s. It was a mat that had all these kid games on it. Hmm. And, you know, 
just after they found it, they started getting weird stuff going on in the house. Things were missing, things were moved, and things were knocking and stuff like that. They opened the door. <laughs> and um, after a while, it started to get worse and worse. And one day, they just got fed up, and they took that big mat thing. It was like eight by eight. Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't a small little thing. They rolled it up, threw it in the trash, and then everything stopped. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we came across somebody in our uh, in our old shop, or the shop previous to this, who had a family heirloom that was a doll. Oh. And uh, it was, for lack of a better word, it was haunted, but to the point of where you know, you know, kind of be in one place looking one way, and then mm -hmm. in another place looking the other way, and opening doors and making noise, yeah. I'd get rid of that thing really quick, real quick, but they did not. Right it was eBay. a family heirloom. Four hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was possessed. Is yeah. what you're saying? For yeah. I suppose that so, makes for a better right. yeah. more Does sense that, yeah. than yeah. an object being yeah. haunted, being possessed, possessed by yeah. the spirit. Well, technically, it's that it, that in on itself is a different type of haunting, a possession. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right there, you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a. Um, I love old furniture, and I took a piece of old furniture once, and my daughter's friend was over, and she was going, "Okay." Freaking out that there's there's a lady standing there. There's a lady standing there. There's an old lady standing there. And I knew she was there, but, I, you know. And I, what happened is she kept pointing to the dresser, and then I opened the dresser. And underneath, remember in the old old dress, they used to put that contact paper? Or yeah, or yeah. And underneath was like a birthday card from her husband or something. And I, I took it, and I honored it, and I did something with it, and she left. Wow. So she was... she. For some reason, her energy, I would say, residual, or, or she stayed with that piece until that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's... Was there ever anything about an old bench? <laughs> <laughs> That's a poltergeist. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> so now, there's two other uh, pretty, you know, quote unquote, haunted places here on Staten Island. Mm -hmm. um, you've got. The conference house that mm -hmm. that's in mm -hmm. many books mm -hmm. about its haunting, and you have the Alice Austin house. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of hauntings are these? They're they're pretty much residual. They yeah. don't they they repeat themselves. Lady in the window with the candle, mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have seen her. Yeah. Alice Austin house is the 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 soldier on the horse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. The conference house has the. Uh, the British soldiers, yeah, like colonial soldiers, and the um, so there's Richmond Town, yeah, yeah, Red yeah, talked about Coat. that before, yeah, and um, <laughs> I've been to the uh, to the conference house, and uh, supposedly she was thrown down the stairs because um, uh, the Billups, who uh, Captain Billup, who had owned the house, caught her signaling to the water because the house is right on the water. Mm -hmm to the British or the American, I think it was to the British, signaling them that the all clear was good, and he threw her down the stairs and murdered her. Wow. Supposed story. Well, the, the, the Billups, I thought were, uh, Staten Island was in contention for most of the time during, well, we were British. during the Revolutionary British. War. We were British. We were, we were yeah. British. We were British. British. And we were... British. <laughs> We were almost like a British stronghold at that and, point. And Everyone, they were all coming in. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the Billups, do you know why Staten Island is part of New York? Well, 
Captain Billups' son said, I bet you that I can circle the entire island in a boat, and we're talking 1750s, mm. uh, within a, a certain amount of time. I think he said eight or ten hours. <laughs> and they said, oh, you're, you're crazy. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, try it. We, you know, you'll never make it. And it was up for New York or New Jersey mm -hmm. taking over Staten Island. And he did it in the time he said he would. And Staten Island was awarded to New York. Otherwise, we mm -hmm. would be part of New Jersey today. True story. Do you know why Staten Island is called Staten Island? Staten Island. It's E-Y-E-L-A-N-D-T. Do you know who gave the actual name of Staten Island? Well, it's the Dutch. The name Staten Island apparently was from the Lenape Indians. And whereas we in New York consider Staten Island the borough of parks... Uh -huh. The direct translation was the uh, the bad woods. Mm -hmm. Nice dump. <laughs> no, no, not, not, <laughs> not, not, not dump the back dump. then. But you got to think about this. I mean, we you have you have so many weird occurrences yeah. in the woods mm -hmm. out on all across Staten Island. That's true. You yeah. have the, the blue trail, the red trail, the yellow trail. <laughs> yeah. You have Hayerdahl Hill. Hayerdahl Hill. On the top of it is Chris likes that place. Is I do like that place. I go there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> At the top of the hill, there's there's you know the ruins of of a building. Mm. It was the Hayer Dolls Farm. Why haven't we been there? The Hayer Dolls Farm uh, is relatively considered haunted. There was uh, it was story goes that what there's not much there. Joe was looking at me like, Why no, there really isn't. There really isn't yeah, that much there. It's literally, it's 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 like the foundation, but it's way up at the top of the hill. The, the story goes that um, there were British soldiers coming in, and a girl who had lived there had gotten on a horse and had ridden into the woods and was hmm. never heard from again. Nobody really knows if it's true or not. You go there in the middle of the night. Some people say they hear the sounds of horses. And there's definitely no horses around there. Okay, okay. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Sure. So I'm on um, Grand, uh, the hill. I don't know if it's Grand. Is it actually Grimes Hill? Uh, Wagner College. Okay. The old um, St. Augustinian Academy. Uh, we're on the hill with cameras rolling. And clearly at like 3 a.m. on the hill, all overgrown, there's no people up there because there's no houses near you. You hear the horse neigh. Mm -hmm. Clear as day. Clear as day. You hear the horse neigh. It's not a horse, Joe. <laughs> and, and I got it on, on camera. It's on film. Heard it 150 times. Did the research. In the 1700s, there was a very rich family that lived in that same exact spot with about 23 horses that were all consumed in a fire. Yeah. All the horses perished. Oh, no. And there I am, 100, 200 years yeah. later, on the hill, and capture the sound of horses mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. Cool, right? Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's one of the little stories that propels me on this journey. Now, that why when I put the horse head on, you get freaked out? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What are you going to I was just going to say, would you classify something like that as a haunting? 
Yeah. I guess, technically, right? It's a like it's, Right? Are, are all... Your horse wasn't really there. There was no horses right. there. Yeah. So are all, are all spirits no horse. considered haunting? If, those, if the neigh happened in his head and it wasn't on the film, you could say it wasn't haunted, but... Yeah. You heard it with it's your on ear camera. and you have it on the camera, camera to prove it. Yeah. No, no. Did not saying? hear with the ear. You didn't hear with the ear. Only on camera. Oh. That's interesting. Only wow. on camera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, you sure it wasn't Dick Gordon? Great. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, <laughs> 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 always got to make sure there's that. <laughs> yeah. Give me another one. Because it's a period. <laughs> I mean, I think the same things um, happened to St. Andrews, too. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, we, I mean, when we were there, we did um, like a little something there. And we uh, came across British soldiers and. So Brian had told me a story today that when he was young, his family and him were driving by St. Andrews where you come across those couple of houses right on the right side as you come down Snake Hill and there's St. Andrews and a couple of the houses. And he happened to peer out the window as a young lad and look into one of the houses and there's these three or four women with hoods on around the fire. And we were wondering if, you was that, if that was you guys. <laughs> could be. It could be. Maybe. <laughs> he definitely saw what appeared like, I, I guess you would say, witches and hoods around a fire in one of those buildings there, in one of those homes. So. In the home? In the, uh, yeah. I guess it's interesting. I mean, you wouldn't. One's a schoolhouse now. I mean, I mean, they definitely would have been would not have been inside. Well, the building. I will tell you, <laughs> one of our ceremonies we did outside, in front of the house. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you know, think about it, Richmond Town in yeah. general. All those historical houses. I mean, most of them have some kind of activity. I remember, yeah. you know, oh, being yeah. young oh, in my house. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> we used to hear marbles rolling on the floor. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't anything, you know, I, I think you could probably tell, you feel if it's something bad yeah. or, mm. you know, menacing. It wasn't yeah. it has a different menacing. Feel to it. Like, you know, when it's your loved one around you, you know, you get a different feel. So it's the same thing. With you ever get smells? Oh, yeah. I get mm. smells all the time. Yeah. My dad's yeah. around, there's cigarette smoke. My all dad's the around, time. it's brute cologne. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, oh. Sure, yeah. Sure, <laughs> they actually don't make it anymore. That that specific brute cologne. I can find it in a little green bottle. <laughs> you know, is that? I know what you're talking about. The chain around the back. Yeah, 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 I know which one you're talking about. They don't make that anymore. <laughs> so when I smell that, I know it's my dad. Mm. I know it. And plus, I'm usually home alone. So <laughs> let's throw foods in the closet. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you come out home, home alone raiding monasteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of people smell flowers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or their grandmother's perfume, you know, or their, their loved one's perfume. Well, our most recent investigation was Dead Roses. Yeah, mm -hmm. Dead Roses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was Did we figure out why it was Dead Roses? Um, I think it was something connected to her mom. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like that her mom's perfume, perfume or something. Perfume or yeah. uh, Lily of the Valley. Wait, wait, wait. First off, her mother, you know, like, the, if you associate Rose with perfume, there's a very specific old scent that I get once in a while, and there's no way they've made that anywhere in the last 150 years. What I smelt in that house... 
first of all, her mother's not very old, so I don't get the whole burying her in the Victorian. And I, I, that, I, that was her, that last, was her wish. last wish. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. But honestly, I I think it's trying to fit things in pieces, like round pegs in square holes, and just trying to. But round pegs do fit in square holes if you jam them in hard enough. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thing's a little, you know. But um, the smell I smelled, that was not a perfume. That was not a perfume. Dead Roses is not a perfume. Let's just yeah, be clear true. with that. Okay, what they used to do a couple hundred years ago, rose petals in water. That's what I smell from time to time. And that's a very old perfume that women, before they made all these perfumes that they do today. That house isn't that old, though. No, how did you doesn't get that matter. Snow house, the, the house is not relevant to the time it's around by the people who died. Who's haunting the house? Who's now, around? Yeah, but be. that's not what we smelled. That was decaying something or another. When we went back, that smell was gone, but there was a faint smell of something else. Hmm. So either, either, either it was just being covered up by either the people that live there. <clears throat> or being covered up with the slightest hint that it's still there because you can't really cover up something that, I'll just say it, because I, I can't think of anything better to say, something that evil. That smell was just trying to push away the bad smell so you didn't really notice it. And that's what that was all about because there was still a smell there, now, I have the nose of a bloodhound. If you had the slide, if you turned on the gas really quick and turned it back off, I could be 70 feet away and smell that gas. Not even joking. I could smell things that most people can't. Don't ask me how. There's a smell there. And to me, that smell was being masked. Not with another smell. It was just being like, like putting a blanket over over something so you didn't smell it from five feet away. No, that's the one room you didn't want to go into. No. He just wanted no, to go I, into yeah, the other Yeah, had nothing to do with that. More quickly. Mm. Saw how late it was getting and he wanted to go into the master yeah. bedroom. Yeah, that had nothing to do with that. Really? I, just, time. I wanted to be in the that's master bedroom specifically because that's where the we had I felt right. the most activity right. in that well, house. We knew that that room was like the culmination And once of Chris wasn't going to go out and in and Joe Fu was acting like a little girl, I just wanted oh. to go into the room. I want to go there now. Joe, no, I didn't say that. Yo, oh, yeah, you did. No. Oh, yeah, you did. No. I did not say it like that. Yes, you did. I, I said nicely, I don't want to go here. I want to go in that room. You didn't say it like that. I would have never had a problem with you saying it like that. No, yeah. I got to say. You were acting like a child. You were totally not yourself. You were totally not yourself. And because I just kept looking at the two of you going, what is happening right yeah. now? It was, it was. Well, next time, I'm just going to not even care what you feel and think. I'm just going to say, we're going in there, and that's the end of the story. You you were acting like an eggplant. No, I was trying to be <laughs> nice about it, because all of a sudden it was like, Chris needs a couple of minutes, fine, no problem. You had just been through something, we'll show the viewers that at another later. point. That and that's later. why, no, no, that's why. No, he's, he's right. I'm absolutely right. I came out of, yeah. yes. of the so, other bedroom. So in, instead of me <laughs> taking that slot and going into that room, I wanted to do the room that I've been wanting to do all night. So I said, and I was trying to be nice, we're not gonna go in there, I wanna go in here. 
That's and that's what came out. That, she it's was not. There. It's not how All it right, came well, out. Well, listen. After a twenty-hour day, uh, you <laughs> right. know what? Semantics at that point. I was being nice. Next time, no nice. There is no nice. This you is what we're doing. End the story. We you made a plan. That. You wanted to jump off. No, that no, no, plan. no, no, no. Stop no, 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 no. That was not the plan. Can we record the show? Can we record the show so we can all go home tonight? That was not the plan. So, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say to that. Where you just said it was a 20-hour day. We work production. We have 72-hour days sometimes. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm not doing production for the last year. It wasn't the plan because the plan was for him to go in that room. That's all. On this segment of Dog Oddity, we're gonna dive into the history of America's first serial killer. Ooh. From torture Ooh, chambers to secret passageways to trap doors and vats of acid. <laughs> Chicago, 1885, police find evidence of torture and murder in what later is deemed the castle of murder. H.H. Holmes, born Herman Webster Mudgett in 1861 will become America's first serial killer. Oh, what a name like that. <laughs> he created Oof. a castle, they called it a castle. He bought a large property with storefronts at the bottom floor, two other stories, one of regular apartments, and the top floor somehow had 35 apartments. Now he just happened to create this building at the same time as the Chicago World's Fair was going on, knowing that people would need places to stay. So he crammed 35 apartments in to this one floor. The only thing was is that the apartments, some of them had no way in or out. Some had gas lines attached to it and were completely air sealed. There were chutes that went from the third floor right to the basement where the vats of acid were in the crematorium. And they say he That's could have murdered so around dark. 200 people. <laughs> oh my God. 55 were specifically wow. attributed to staying at his place during the World's Fair that were never heard of again. He killed numerous partners, numerous girlfriends, although he was married to three women at one time, he never killed his wives, but he did kill <laughs> nice his mistresses. He killed anybody that was around him. Wow. And what kind created of background his, childhood did he have? Seriously. A very good one. He was very oh. intelligent. He graduated from medical school at an early age, and he worked in the anatomy department. So he had a lot of practice with cadavers. Yeah, but there's a lot. Well, what kind of childhood? Well, very religious mother, strict father. It was in the he was born in 1861. Uh, so you know. That time period, yeah, I guess you would figure religion. That's when he was born? Yeah. yeah. So in 1885, he builds this. He's probably killed a few dozen people already. So this is 100 years into our country's history now. Mm. Pretty so much. Because you said yeah. he was the first serial killer yeah. that we know of. Anyway. Well, I think yeah. That's right. the, the big deal is like the fact that all of this was apparently premeditated and that he built this building yeah. wow, to essentially I mean, trap going... people in. 
Like yeah. that takes serial killing right. to a whole new level. That's mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. The well, death factory. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He had several jobs in in the pharmacy business. He had jobs uh, teaching. He had jobs at um, uh, at some of the schools doing anatomy and stuff like that. And then he figured the easiest way for him to make money. He was also a con artist making money, but he figured back then it was still big money for these colleges to get cadavers to work on. So he would just kill the people, skin them, and bring their skeletons to the university. He was getting 200 bucks a skeleton Both. in 1885. Wow. That's big money. Yeah. Well, that was a big um, business for Ooh, grave robbers, yeah. right? They used oh, yeah. to bring them to... But he just skipped the digging part and <laughs> yeah. he was whacking now, them and bringing them over. Is that building sold there? Well, that building was right after he was charged in uh, 1891. There was an arson at the building. Of course, the neighbors probably just wanted it gone. Didn't burn down, though. And subsequently, the post office took over the property. And there was a post office until 1935. 35 or 38. Well, that just makes a lot of sense. At that point, the post office raised the entire property. Only, you know, to build a new and improved post office on because the building had been a hundred, um, what, 75 years old at that point. So, and then you just brought up grave robbers. Wasn't he the guy who, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going with it. So, because he had done this so many people, he had taken bodies and sold them, he wanted to make sure it didn't happen to him. And his last, his last wish was to be buried in a concrete slab, which he was, <laughs> which so he was dark, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and, and poignantly oh enough, they had to, they dug him out because all of a sudden, some mm. de- uh, modern day detectives were linking him as Jack the Ripper, saying that that wasn't the, H.H. Holmes was not hung, which he was, he was hung, I'll get into that in a minute, but they say that wasn't him, and he actually fled over to England and started the Whitechapel killings. Now... Because it was such a, a, a strong tie to this, and they had some real good evidence that it may have been him, they dug him out, busted open a concrete slab, and did some DNA and dental records, and they did prove that it was him in the grave. So they still busted so he, but it, so he wasn't Jack the Ripper. Yeah. He wasn't Jack the Ripper. So basically, he gets hung, his neck doesn't snap, and he just twitches for 15 minutes on the end of the rope. Whoa. That's how he finally met his match in 1895. Oddly enough, he doesn't get pinned for any of these murders, though. He has a partner, a con artist partner, that they're swindling everybody they possibly can. And he convinces his partner that I can get a cadaver, I could do some damage to it, where they won't know, and we'll tell them it's you, he says to his partner. And his partner's like, okay, how much can we get? He's like, we can get $10,000. Back then, that's a lot of money. That's hundreds of thousands probably in, in today's, you know, inflation. Right. So he convinces his partner to do this. He gets his partner's wife and their five kids to all agree. The five kids, you know, whatever, but they agree. And then he goes and kills his partner anyway. <laughs> so the partner's dead. He doesn't tell the wife. He says, yeah, your husband's fine. Don't worry. You know what? Give me your three children. I'll take them to your husband. And let them hide out together until this all blows over. He happens to get locked up right before that happens for some scam. He ends up in a jail cell where he talks to his new cellmate 
and says, listen, I got this scam going. I'll give you $500 if you can find me a lawyer who will go along with this. So the guy in the cell goes, oh, yeah, okay. Right? H.H. Holmes gets out, goes to get the three kids, and for some strange reason, he travels back and forth across half the country numerous times. Philly, to Chicago, to San Antonio, to Toronto. Who the hell's his lawyer, Johnny Cochran? <laughs> back then, who knows? If he represented, well, I'll, I'll even get into his trial. Don't worry, it, this is wild. So he takes these kids across the country six or seven times. What year was this? And this is 1888. So this is railroad. 89. Yeah. yeah, railroad. Yeah. This is taking and time. And like, one, yeah. one, the oldest daughter was like 15, and there was an, a 12 year old and an eight year old that he has that the woman gave. Hey, go take my kids. Yeah, my husband's somewhere. I haven't heard from him, but take my kids to him. Travels all across the country back and forth a hundred times. And then finally he gets to Boston, and because the cellmate never got his $500, he turned over to the detectives and goes, he killed his partner. And they can prove it. Okay, so the Pinkertons get involved. And they track him to Boston, they arrest him, no kids. Nobody knows where the kids are. He won't cop to the kids, kids are with their father, he keeps saying. One of the detectives decides to follow his trail. The oldest daughter kept writing to the mother every couple of days. You know, she missed her mother and she kept writing. And there was dozens of letters that Holmes never even mailed, but he had on his person, in his luggage. The one detective went to every spot that the girl wrote a letter from, found out where they were staying and where they went after that, found the eight-year-old's bones in the fire pit, and somewhere in Toronto, they found the two little girls buried in the shallow grave. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah, this guy, dirt bags. I, I want to say worse, but we have to bleep it. <laughs> um, so he gets pinched for it, but he never goes to trial for anything other than killing his partner. And he gets sentenced to death for it. Meanwhile, there's all these people missing that were in this hotel. They wow. can't prove it in 1889. They can't prove it. Mm. And the three kids, I don't know why they never wow. charge him for that. So he goes to trial, and on like the second day of his trial, he dismisses his attorneys and represents himself. And keeps holding that his partner is actually alive. He never killed anybody. He's an upstanding citizen. And then all of a sudden, when things aren't looking good, he hires the same team back to represent him. And while he's sitting in jail, he starts writing his memoirs. And he goes from never doing anything bad to all of a sudden copying to killing 200 people, calling himself the devil and everything else. And when they strapped the hood on him with the news, he says, I am innocent, never did any of this. Uh, and right before he died, they found a letter in his cell. And he says, just like the poet who is forced to prose, I am the murderer who is forced to kill. And they hung him. He twitched for 15 minutes because his neck never stopped. And he died. They buried him in the cement. And Now, someone like that. I would not honor his last wish. No. <laughs> well, back then in 18, I think it was 1895 wow. when it's all, you but know, when he was like dead. Someone like that has to, like, it, like, it, like, you would think, like, that's an attachment, right? Like, that yeah, is, right? 
a haunting, and you have to think personal that he created this whole floor with these I mean, thirty-five rooms. With these, like, yeah, with these crazy. That is there's no electricity, so you building. can only navigate with your little lantern through these darkened hallways, that staircases that led nowhere, doors that opened to brick walls, rooms with no windows or doors, and they found that it was like pinch points where you could open up, you know, parts of the floor and parts of the walls. To find the, the the shoots that went down to the basement, and they found actual Sick. bones down there. They couldn't differentiate human That's from it. animal bones back then because science didn't, you know, happen yet, and there was no fingerprint. You know, they couldn't do fingerprints until like 1905, so they pinned him for one murder and they hung him for it. And that wow. sob, you know, should have gotten a lot worse than that. Wow. What's no. worse than death? I was just going to say that. No, he, you know. Multiple. I mean, they death got him. There are many things that are worse than death. <laughs> so, wow. To the pain. The exact words mm. from his, his memoir mm -hmm. was, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me since. Oh. That's heavy. That's that, mm. and that <laughs> is a haunting. Yeah, that's <laughs> haunting. <laughs> For sure, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that a human is capable of something like that. Crazy, yeah, you, you really have to. Like, <sighs> that's a whole nother mm -hmm. level. Yep. Oh boy. So, there's a, there's a very, very good book that I read that is actually about him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, the, the author has written a couple more things. It seems he's very interested in this type of, of mm -hmm. stuff as you mm -hmm. continue on. Um, it's the, the the Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've read, yeah. Yeah. read a little bit on that. I didn't read the book, but I, I definitely saw it some of the good. excerpts. It was very, very I watched, good. Uh, I watched a couple of videos on them, too, as well. A lot of conflicting stories because of time passage and not many records. Yeah. Right, but the thing, you know. the thing that, that, that held very tightly is, is just the building itself and the fact mm -hmm. that there were, there were stairways and doors the door would open, you'd open up a door and there'd be a wall directly yeah. behind it. Yeah, and you'd like walk down this hallway and there's there's no doors in the hallway at all. Right. It just, <laughs> you, you get to the staircase and it goes down and the staircase would get smaller. <laughs> right, it's not only designed to kill you, it's designed it's to, to you. terrorize yeah. you right. and then Absolutely. kill you. Right. Like, that's, that's crazy. That's extreme. Wow. Yeah. Also, just that need that to be that eccentric or that to like to build right, like right, that, right, right, right. You can, but isn't the yeah. the owner of what's that that gun, that famous gun manufacturer? Oh, uh, Winchester. 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 She was built, crazy, though. Yeah. Built in the same, same her fashion, house, yeah. the same yeah. fashion. Yeah. You know, stairs that led to nowhere, mm -hmm. doors that led to oh, open to walls. Yeah, you just. No one ever was able this to was understand the owner house. of Winchester. Winchester. No, the air. The air oh, the to Winchester. The air to Mary Winchester. Go, you'd go yeah, down like, a hallway and you'd follow through and you'd, <laughs> you'd go back the same way and somehow you wouldn't end back up where right, you started. Right, you'd end started. up in a different spot yeah. somehow. Yeah. And, and she, they say she did crazy. that to appease 
or it confused the spirits of the guns that killed them that oh, her family right. created. Okay. Right. But that gets That's to my point. It's, it, she did it because of, could it be an attachment? Or like he, the way he built, could that be he built like that to confuse the spirits of the people he murdered? The same thing mm. that's you know that same. He more aptly mm. did it because to just kill people, not not caring about their spirits. Because when when you when death no, when you're so rampant on death, there is there is nothing else after. But you can at just, least you not can, not to your victims. Your victims don't have any worth. That's why you're you're murdering people because they have no worth. If they had worth, you wouldn't be a killer. Right there. That's what prevents. Uh, it's from killing each other because, to me, your life has worth and value. Right, but that's the human part of it. it has yeah. no worth to, There's to no, a killer. Yeah, these people are. <laughs> but to a killer, mm-hmm. their 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 soul, their ghost. Let's mm-hmm. say, to a killer, it would be your body has no worth. But I don't want your ghost coming back to haunt me, so I'm going to confuse you. Like that's it. It's almost I get like, what you're saying. I get what you're like, saying. I don't think it applies to Holmes. If Mary Winchester is a whole other story. Mm-hmm. I think they're both out of their brains, but who knows for sure? I think you it's, don't know. I think it's they're both you don't haunted know. by something. I mean, that Holmes could have been around for had a need to kill hundreds and hundreds of years. This, this, whatever it is that attaches. That's to so people. much more than you need to kill. If you just needed to kill, you could just stab a bunch of people. Well, here's the thing, though. Those you don't build people, a whole building if you just you feel kill like killing You kill and you like people. it, you do it again. It's I mean, the thrill. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like... Okay, so when you're a sociopath, you get no ups and downs. There's no, there's no depression, there's no sadness, there's no joy, there's no happiness. You are here, flatlined. But when you kill... You get that jolt, you get that adrenaline rush, and that's how psychopaths are. So why would you go through that something so complicated work. as to build this building? Because there's the thrill. You're thrilled. So why don't you just thrill. go for something that's convenient? If you just want the thrill, then I could just stab you, and then that's I get my, my thing. No, no, no. Right. It's, the power. Right. it's the power. To me, it's the right. Well, he remains the rats right. in the maze. It's the, the more of the yeah. torture and the fear exactly. and the power the that you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bigger the thrill in the end. Yes. Right. You're right. not a murderer at that point. Yeah. You're a terrorist. Right, exactly. Yes. You're a psychological yeah. terrorizing. Yes. I am That's where they get their power from. Right. Taking your life at that point. Because if it was the kill. Then, like you said, they would just, but it's the power leading up to, and then when, when the murder is done, they need to feed that power mm-hmm. again. So it's terrorizing and grabbing somebody else. And this mm-hmm. is terrible. It is. <laughs> dreams about this. Dream. I know, it's, it's so interesting. That, <laughs> that, home and watch a Disney that macabre film. stuff is so interesting, for lack of a better word. That you can't help but think about it, but it is so like dark and... Scary. Oh. Yep. Yeah, right. Scary. People are like that. There's people in the world right now like that. Sure. Yeah, I think with technology they could do to people. <laughs> right. Oh my if they could gosh. do that back then, what could they do now? The yeah. one guy that was like the leading therapist or whatever, hmm. he would take x-rays of their brains or CAT scans of their brains. And, and then he would do it to his family just to do comparisons. These are known psychopath, sociopaths. Hmm. Here's their brain scans. Let me do my family too. And we'll put them together and see if we can pick out as he taught classes and stuff like that. He did his own. His own came back sociopathic. Mm. And his wife was like, yeah, I mean, he's got no highs and lows. He's always, but he was a good guy. He right, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. I yeah, think, you, know. you just don't have, 
And, right. and I guess as a child, if you don't find that stimulus somewhere, you start killing the animals, getting the thrill a little bit. And then as you get older, you gain more, you know, tenacity to actually do it to people. And I think that's how serial killers evolve into, you know, some of these horrible stories and shit like that. <laughs> you know? And people who need cigarette breaks that, you know, <laughs> you know. You have lots of highs and lows. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a high and a low at the same time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> that was the poltergeist. Yeah, pretty much. Try it, the polterice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, that was your line. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cole. You may know me as Bigfoot, but while most people scavenge the woods looking for me, I've been in my backyard the whole time barbecuing. Whether you think you've heard something in the woods or have a blurry video of me, I don't get the recognition I deserve. So I started carrying the Dark Odyssey Venture card. Now, when I go food shopping, people don't call me Harry anymore. They know me as Carl, thanks to the Dark Odyssey Venture Card. What's in your wallet? And now for something entirely different, Reiki. Oh. <laughs> that is entirely different. Wow. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so much craziness <laughs> that there needs to be some non-craziness. Sure. Now, Reiki on, in on itself is, is, is healing. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. That is very correct. Nah. It has a lot to do with, with, with uh, energy. You're, you're using energy to, to heal or to... to I don't know. I don't want to say fix, but like, I've had some Reiki sessions done, and they've worked wonders on my knees. <laughs> oh wow! So you mean like, yeah, Healing. like yeah, Healing. like physical? He, I don't know why that didn't click right. for me. Uh, for like, some reason, not, I thought not like, just, oh, spiritual, not just in a spiritual, yeah, but, right, but right, in, right. in a physical Yo, yeah, sense me up as that. well. Knee, <laughs> hook me up with that bad knee spell. <laughs> <laughs> He's like raped me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do when you're my age? <laughs> I'm not I gonna have know, my any bro. knees at your age. He'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep getting raky. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. If you yeah. take care of exactly. it, right along. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. All right. I, now I know that you, you ladies do, reiki here. Right. Tina's yes. a reiki master. I have my hmm. first, first degree. Attunement. Yeah. First Is that like attunement. Jedi master. We do reikis here, <laughs> and reiki involves. <laughs> Reiki involves, um, yeah, energy, and when a, a Reiki practitioner becomes attuned, they're opening up their ability to channel that universal energy. So it's almost mm. like the universal energy is everywhere, but a Reiki practitioner kind of turns it on like energy the, with a fire hose. Right, puts Ooh. the spotlight in a specific right. area. Right. Huh. So they turn it on and it comes out of their hands, and usually the Reiki practitioner's hands will get hot or cold, depending on what the person right. needs. And usually mm -hmm. when your Reiki is open and on, you're able to pick up where the energy has to go. So the Reiki practitioner will be able to pick up if you have knees, knee problems. And usually after a session, you know, we'll tell the person, 
I felt something here, there, whatever, and it usually is confirmed. Does the client tell them, work on my knee, or they pick that out? No. no. Reiki, no. and the energy knows where it has to go. Because right. mm. you're guided. There, yeah, and there's a lot of, for example, you could do a Reiki on someone, and I won't say, like, the last person I did a Reiki on. I was drawn to um, her lungs, and where she didn't even realize it. But the, talking about answers, you get like a a cough, like every change of seasons mm -hmm. and everything. And she thought of it, she was like, yeah, but it, it never occurred to her. It never was like a constant bothering, it was mm -hmm. just something mm -hmm. like, oh, you know. But that's where her grief was stored. So mm -hmm. the energy went to where it had to be healed because that's where, so it was energetic first and physical always happens after the fact. Right. So. This is where, you know, the Reiki energy was needed. So it, it clicked with her when as soon as, you know, she heard the word grief and she says, I knew it. So it made sense. So it's wow. a physical healing and a, an emotional healing as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Never knew that. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. The last time that I, that I had taken part in a Reiki session, it was... It was very much like, uh, uh, you know that ball of energy that you create and that you, you really shouldn't throw at somebody? <laughs> well, it was, it was like that. Mm -hmm. It was that ball of energy just Good staying, energy, between, right. yeah. staying yeah. between or in the hand. Mm -hmm. And then once it goes in, huh. you feel the sensation <laughs> of, mm -hmm. of this ball of energy going in. It's just so. you're not using it to throw someone off of a you know a balcony or something. Yeah. <laughs> he speaks from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a balcony. <laughs> but yeah, it's very healing. It's very um, you could do Reiki on yourself. You mm -hmm. could do Reiki on others. Oh really? Oh. Huh. Reiki. We Reiki plants. Yep. Animals. Huh. Yeah. I Reiki That's my plants once a week. <laughs> That that's awesome. Clue. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's always been something to that, right? Like if you speak to your plants, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. get healthier. Yeah. You know? yeah. So why not? Uh, energy yeah, transfer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. energy. Long distance. You totally. can do long distance Reiki. Because yeah. hmm. you don't forget, we're all connected. You know? Sure. It's like that big web. So. New York Telephone used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Reiki is a lot of people don't realize it until they get a Reiki. Sure. And then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they really, a lot of people have a very profound experience. They, um, like, discussing this woman that was holding all this grief. And when I went to a certain point, there are uh, marma points that we call them, or acupressure points. Mm. So in this area of the shoulders. And once that's pressed or Reiki energy is given, just tears start to flow. Mm. And she mm. didn't know why. But then when after making the connection and, and then she got it and I says, that's for the lungs to release what's in the, but as soon as wow. like that was hit, it was, hmm. wow. so, and there was a lot of, like a lot of people experience, um, they travel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I travel. Yeah. I'll pull them back. She's like, you need to come back. I'm like, no. Hot air balloon again? Oh. There you go. <laughs> Dirigible? Um, <laughs> you can, you can, uh, one of the, the last 
uh, Reiki's I did, or the second to last one, there was energy that needed to be pulled from the woman I was working on. And after the session, when we were speaking, she's like, I felt like you were pulling cords from my body. And I'm like, well. That's super interesting. Yeah. I've had a, yeah. a similar sensation to that, not from Reiki or in my body, but I feel like I've had that sensation of like something pulling something out of my brain before when I'm trying to like dig for information or something. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's an ancient art. I mean, a lot of people say it's originally Japanese, but we teach Reiki here. And it actually was being practiced in Tibet, like mm. even before it hit Japan. Mm -hmm. So it's really worldwide. Yeah. Awesome. So. Wow, wow. I'm just imagining someone looking at my body with like Reiki vision and it's like caution sign. They're doing that to yours, what are they doing to mine? <laughs> Jesus. It's actually Reiki when a practitioner again, this is what we teach here. When a practitioner gives Reiki or Reiki healing, it's all about you're just a channel and mm -hmm. there's no it, it it sounds very corny to say, but you have to you're sending loving energy. It's it's just all like the what that source that's coming through you is like you you're love a the, you love yeah. the, mm. the the person that you're working on. Mm. You know that you want that healing for that person. You feel it, sure. and it's it's almost like it's. It's equally benefiting to the practitioner as it is to ah, the person getting it. That's very interesting. Well, let me throw something else at this now. With every good, there's evil. Could somebody use that for an evil purpose Ooh. instead of a good purpose? Uh, great question. Well, you're, you're saying you're trying to direct good energy. What if somebody wanted to direct bad energy at and like harm somebody in that, that way? That's that's that that fireball that you throw at somebody to knock them down the stairs. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Someone, at that point, does someone have that power? If they have the power of Reiki, do they have the power to also use it for bad purpose? Reiki, That's my question. Mm, I've Not, never seen Reiki used in a bad right. way. I've was, seen energy balls and right. things like that. Yeah, I feel like it would just be called something different at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's no Reiki, Reiki and also when a person lays on that table, their higher self is giving permission already to receive the Reiki. Mm -hmm. Your higher self already knows. Mm -hmm. Like you're the, the soul of Joe Fu already knows that you're not in danger mm -hmm. and you're going to receive healing. So you're you're giving a higher level of permission. And that's like a, a main thing with Reiki. Like when you're getting a, an energy ball thrown at you, your higher self, mm. like you feel, you know when someone's like, you know, mm. looking at, you know, yeah. <laughs> getting ready. Like you know it, you feel it. Mm. So your higher self knows it. <laughs> Look, I'll give you, I'll I don't give even you, need higher self for that. I'll give you an example, right? So let me, now we're going to get ready. <laughs> Aim it at my knee. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that was an awesome discussion today. Mm. Talking about hauntings and the different types and some of the famous things. You know, I heard living in a haunted house is like having an STD. You don't always see it, but you know it's there. Oh. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Check oh. us out. Hit the like. Subscribe. See you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
So now that that is is done, mm-hmm. let's we'll stop. Take yep. a breather. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Now I'm gonna do this. I'm Go, ready. do it. Okay. I'm gonna see slides coming. Which, which segment is this? Uh, oddity. 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 Okay. So it's oddity, not oddities. It's oddity. That's what I dark told you. Oddity. I okay. keep telling you it's dark. I'm just oddity. making sure. <laughs> Odd. This is new thing. Okay. Are we ready to go? Two T's. Uh, yes. Two D's. Two D's, two T's. Double D's. <laughs> I don't, oh, God. I don't, we don't know two how to Two D's and one T. Two D's and one T. It doesn't matter! Thank Just you! Say it. <laughs> say it! As long as you can say it. Oh, fuck! <sighs> now? See? <laughs> I need this up here for a minute. Oh, please. Well, just read it. Put it in front of you. Coffee. Oi. Don't <laughs> and then go so on this edition uh, excuse me so on this segment of Dark Oddity we're going to dive back into history a little Stop. bit you do this every beginning segment you fucking do this and you rock in your chair at the beginning of every segment stop doing that so what you can't, you're out of frame when you do that it's the beginning of a segment. Can you just stay still, wah, wah, please? Look who's talking. No, no, really. He goes on this segment and he goes. Wah, 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 no, no. Ready? Do it again and go. So, on this segment of Dark Oddity, we're going to dive into the history. What? <laughs> I like doing that. That's what I do. That's what That's I do. What you're... <laughs> Nervous energy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Attack. <laughs> Listen, if, if you want me to do this and do this right, this is what I do. You just spent the right, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. That's it. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. Guys, Come on. Oh. Come on. I asked you to stay in frame. Well, evidently, I, I can't stop it. Evidently, that's what I do when I do it every single fucking time. Like you said, I do it every fucking time. And if you go off camera, we can't see you. Dick. <laughs> oh my god. I think he needs eggplants. So, <laughs> welcome to the segment of Dark Oddity. Brian's back. <laughs> Brian. Brian, read this paper. Okay. He just spent like a half hour. On this segment of Dark Oddity, we're going to delve into the history. No. Dive. No, we're going to delve. Delve is past tense. I yeah. made that mistake once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. On my interview. Okay. Dive. So on this edition of Duck, Duck, 
<laughs> Goose. Quack. Quack. Segment. Not edition. Go. <laughs> Fuck you, Zoll. <laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>